everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Hey, you're stepping on me. We're opening champagne, so that always gets Nikki excited. Right, exactly. Like sometimes at night, but, you know, I just open up champagne to see what'll happen. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe well, you should do that more often. I should do it more often. So we got a great show today. Greg Nivens, everybody's famous impresario, is mm-hmm. back in. Uh, Greg mm-hmm. is the owner of the Trigger Agency. They they create these fabulous fine wine, beer, bourbon, and food events. His next big event is Saturday the 21st. It's the Chesapeake Oyster Wine and Beer Festival at Dock 5 at Union Market. We're going to hear all about it, and he's the one that's popping open the champagne. Uh, restaurateur Hakan Ilhan is here. He has, you know him from his restaurants Mirabelle, um, Alba Osteria, and Al Dente. Uh, he's opening up a 6,000-square-foot brasserie in Georgetown in because about a month. Because he doesn't do things small. No, no, he does things big. It's Cafe Liberté, and he and his exec chef, uh, Chef Jared, is here. Uh, they're going to talk about the, the brasserie, of course, but Chef Jared is a... Is, I guess it's fair to call you a bread freak, because he's going to tell you a story about his bread starter that he's... Lugged all over the country and the world for the last, what, nine years, eight okay. years, something like that. Uh, Bart Yablonski's here. Uh, you remember Bart? He owns Dawson's Market in Rockville. They've got some really great new additions to what they're doing there, and we'll hear all about that. Um, Chanel Turner is back on the show with her friend Shayna Webb. They're in talking about the fourth annual Black Owned Wine and Spirits Festival that's coming on the 28th, also to Dock 5. Um, and you've seen the commercials. The commercials are beautiful. You'll hear the story about St. James. Sylvia Choi is beverage manager at Vim and Victor in the St. James, and she's in with lead bartender Matt Cox to talk about it. St. James is the place where you can go and, I mean, you can play lacrosse, you can work out, you can go to the spa, and you can eat like crazy and apparently drink like crazy. So we're here. We'll hear all about that. Debbie Moser is on the phone from Central Farm Markets, her husband. Mitch Berliner is off swimming in some competition. I don't know what he's some doing. Some Olympic competition. Isn't he too old for that, Debbie? He won medals. He's not too old. No, no. It's the Masters. They call it the Masters instead of the old people swim. I've always said <laughs> so, he was a master. Um, <laughs> he is a master. So you're stuck running the market uh, today. Debbie always runs the market. No, I'm, I'm actually down in Virginia doing the uh, Nova Market in Falls Church. Oh, fantastic. So, What's happening there um, today? Well, we have, you know, it's the intersection of fall and summer. And so I'm looking at the stands and I see the pumpkins next to the watermelons. And um, it's kind of cool. It's a, it's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, and it's, you know, also a Redskin Sunday. So we're watching people walk by with their T-shirts on and getting ready for those football games, getting their sausages and all their stuff for the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're having a good time down here. In two weeks, I did want to tell you about a special event we're having uh, at the Nova Central Farm Market. It's called Collard Greens and a Health and a Wellness Awareness Day. Okay. And we are bringing in the, the group Divabetic out of New York. This day focuses on health and awareness with the focus on diabetic education. And we are going to combine it with dogs and because dogs are very important as they're finding out to your health mm-hmm. and we are bringing in the world famous diabetic dogs that can sniff out a coma if you're 
getting near that point. There will be demonstrations. There are going to be food tours. There's going to be a hearing and sight van here. Uh, there's going to be pet information stations uh, because pet, pets have health issues, too, and uh, good eating for them as well. Boy, I'd like so to have a dog like a that. All our dogs do is poop, pee, and chew shoes. That would be... Ah, <laughs> oh, well... Well, fortunately, you don't have diabetes, so well, you don't have God. to worry about well, it. Yeah. That's right. And there's going to be a dog here. Um, there's been a children's book written about. So we're looking forward to it. It's one of our goals is to educate and, um, you know, get our, our consumers and our customers up to speed on healthy eating and uh, take them through the seasons. That is a fabulous yeah. event. So that is not next weekend. It is the weekend after. And can we tell everybody where this Nova Farm weekend. Market is, please? Yeah, it's at George C. Marshall High School. Mm-hmm. It's right past Tyson's Corner, right off 495. You can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right on the front street, and it's a lot of fun. And, and how many vendors? Fun that day. How many vendors do you have at that market? We, we have 40 vendors. 40 vendors. And, and how many are at Bethesda best. today? Uh, today we have about 60. 60. All right, I mean, Deb, just to make sure, because yeah. uh, you know I'm a Marylander, but that's on Route 7 right off the beltways. You come inside, Route correct? Th- that's correct. Okay, great. That's, that's easy to find. Yes. Just tell everybody where they can yes. find... Um, all the markets. All the markets, Deb. All the markets, centralfarmmarkets.com. Excellent. And Thanks so much. all of our info. All right. All right, will great. you send me that info on that event? We'll make sure we get it on the and site. And send me a picture of Mitch in his bathing suit. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. Have a great All day. All right, take care, guys. Bye. That makes me sound like a dirty old man. All right, let's talk to really Sylvia Choi and Matt Cox about it. The St. James looks like the coolest place ever because you can compete. You can work out, you can eat. Okay, well, since you haven't been there, why don't we I ask them? I saw the them, commercials. I know, but so, why don't we ask them about well, it, I, and they can tell us Why about don't it. you tell me, for whose idea was this place, and is it the only one like it, or is this a, an operation that's around the country? So the location in Springfield, that is actually the flagship, so it is a starting. Um, so they actually have a, a location in Chicago that they're going to build out as well, and they're looking at other cities uh, right now, too. And, so can you give us an overview of the concept? So it is a premier um, a sports wellness and entertainment destination. It does house a lot of in-house uh, sports programs. So you talked about volleyball. We have squash. We have basketball, football. You know, we even have a spa called Corden. And then we have a retail so- store in there called uh, Strivers. So the spa is like a full spa, massages, facials, like the whole Manny's, thing? Manny's, petties, yes, everything the in there. And is there a salon? Uh, no salon. No salon. So you can get your hair done. So, but I mean, I, you know, the commercials look, make it look huge. I mean, the people are playing lacrosse indoors on a full-size lacrosse field. Okay, and people all that. can Google the commercials and see the commercials. Why don't we talk about what's Well, we can talk happening. about the beverages and, and Vim and Victor, but uh, I mean, you've, you've got to see the St. James. It looks really so cool. So let's talk about, so Spike Mendelson is the chef, right, behind Vim and Victor? Yes. Right. Correct. And so what is the um, concept of the restaurant? So our concept is that, you know, we want everyone to get a good sweat in at the St. James and then be able to dine out and still keep your active lifestyle healthy Mm -hmm. um, by dining at Vim and Victor. So how does alcohol play into that? Because you guys came in with cocktails today. We did. So we actually do have a lot of ingredients in there that tie into uh, health aspects. So Mm -hmm. we have lavender and mint that kind of help with calming the system, you know, and then we also have other ingredients that do kind of tie into where guests do want to keep that healthy-ish lifestyle. Okay, well, so give us an example, like the first cocktail you guys are making. Come on, what are you making, Matt? The first cocktail we're going to make is the bare knuckle. And so that is a... Is that because we're bare knuckling while we're working out? (laughs) 
No, but like all all of our um all of our drinks that we have, they're a sports themed topic to it. So like the bare knuckle is dealing with boxing. Oh, I was thinking of like how I work out, like on the elliptical. <laughs> like I'm like, get yeah, me through this. That too, she hitting. wouldn't know what you mean by bare knuckle. <laughs> yeah, no. Trust me, but yeah. And so this is like a, a modern day Pimm's cup. Mm-hmm. So it has uh, Pimm's in it, also lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, and Saint Elderflower, okay. which is a liqueur. All right. Just quickly for people who don't know what Pimm's is, what is it? So Pimm's is an actual liqueur. It's not strong enough to be basically considered a, a liquor. Mm-hmm. So it's literally... Is it like an aperitivo? Pretty much, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, great. Well, while you're getting to make that, we're going to move on to our next segment. All right, and our next segment is Greg Nivens, the impresario's impresario. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you've got you've got this event, fine wine, beer, bourbon, uh, all this stuff. Oysters and more oysters. Oh, more oysters. Yeah, you want to make a shucking or shuck pun oh, now so we can get shucks. past it? It's, yeah. it's a shucking good It sounds time. shucked up to me. But it that's, is kind of shucked up. But so, you do so many events. Yeah. Like, your fall is pretty booked. So, what do, so before we get into the Oyster Fest specific, let's talk about, like, how many do you have coming up over the next couple months? Uh, events? Uh, we have about six, I guess. Six between Baltimore and, and Washington in the fall. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, this weekend coming up is our Oyster Festival, which is great. We steam, uh, grill, and raw oysters uh, and their shuckers. We have about 20 shuckers that are in there shucking the whole time. So then we do that. Then next week is Oktoberfest up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then, we, then we go to North Carolina for a couple different shows. Then we come back and we have the Macaroni and Cheese Festival right. here in D.C., which it, is going to be really fun. That is going to be really when fun. When did you start doing these? How long ago? Events? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Too long ago. Probably 20 years ago. Wow. I mean, I mean of different kinds. Right. I know, but you know. you've really got your arms around. You've you uh, created decade. your own arena. So take us through the Oyster Festival and what's happening there. Oyster Festival is great. Eat one of these. Uh, it's, one, a, it's 11 no, to 3 God. and 5 to 9, two different sessions. Um, you buy your tickets online. And, and it's at Doc 5? Uh, it's at Doc 5. Mm-hmm. And is this so your first time at that venue, or have you been there we before? Moved, we were down in front of Nat Stadium last year, and right. we, we're now at Doc 5 just for the cover. And we're going to open up all the doors. It'll still be a very open feel. Will you be using the uh, center space as well? Not the center space. Okay. No, just, just just the indoors uh, and the dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're grilling and uh, steaming everything out in the open space. Okay. So that's what we're doing out there. And then the shuckers are inside. But it's, we're going to leave all the doors open. It'll be like a carport. So will or there just be like tables everywhere? Like how do people yeah. how do people maneuver through this event? Uh, you come in, you get your sample glass, you get to go around, you can taste unlimited uh, taste of wine, beer, cocktails. Um, uh, spirits. Are you prepared um, for the crowd for all you can eat? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We, we know our numbers pretty well on this show. Um, we actually split it up this year to do two sessions. So there's the one session, the second session, because last year the response was very strong and it was too many people. So we split it up and therefore there won't be any lines. Where do the oysters like come from? I mean, oysters, I know where they come from, but... There's 20 different styles. Uh, we bring them from everywhere from Washington State Canada, Canada, uh, Canada. <laughs> You're a real American, you know. American, what can I tell you? Southern boy comes out after a while. Uh, Canada, Connecticut, Long Island, um, New Jersey, Maryland, uh, Virginia. We have we have five Maryland farms, which is really nice. And the uh, actual uh, oystermen will be right there. Oh, you're bringing in the oysters? Uh, yeah, the actual, they'll, they'll be there uh, shucking themselves and shucking their own farm doors. And will they engage? Because what the oystermen are doing, obviously, for the Chesapeake and for the area is so important. 
So will there oh. be any sort of conversation about that, like what they're doing for the? I mean, if people ask, I guess. Well, what we do, we recycle all the shells. You do. So it goes. It all goes to the oyster recovery uh, organization, and so all the shells will go back into the bay mm-hmm. to help build the bay. Uh, it's about forty thousand, thirty-six thousand oysters that we go through, um, and so that'll go back into the bay. Uh, we really don't talk about. The only thing we talk about there is there's we have one mermaid. That we have brought in. See, they are real. I told right. you, uh, they are real, and she will be there. And she is really, really upset. Uh, and she'll tell you how upset she is about what we've done to the water uh, in this region. And so, instead of water, she'll give me some champagne. Oh, fabulous! So that's I like what this she mermaid. Does yeah, she's the angry mermaid. She's we, the angry mermaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would have an angry mermaid at what, your event. What are you going to do? You know? So, where? What about like the wine and spirits? Like, what kind? Who do you bring in for this? How does this work? It's international. Um, you know, today we're drinking. Uh, I brought you stuff from my cellar. This mm-hmm. is a beautiful 2013 Montrachet, uh, and my favorite champagne. I don't know if you'll like it. It's called Lanson. They don't it's have fabulous. it. They don't have it a lot here in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have uh, Maryland, Virginia. Uh, products we have international beer and it's beer and wine so we have some great craft beers that are there uh, everything from a local heavy seas to stone brewing or somebody like that from the west coast all right, all right well, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come idea. back we'll just wrap it up hey this is nikki nellis with david nellis where i'm foodie and the beast we're talking about the oyster fest going on at dock five you don't want to miss it we'll be back in just a sec all right we're back on foodie and the beast with david and nikki nellis we're talking to greg nivens it is boozy in the studio I mean, today. I mean, he is the P.T. Barnum of, of food festivals. God, he has, like, so many different yeah, ways to explain you. Him. He does. I, I love him, man. So, next Saturday, the 21st at Doc 5. Doc 5. All you can eat oysters, shrimp, you got... Wait, no. Shrimp, mussels, yeah. clams. Oh, yes. So oh, we do. We do a huge lots of seafood. Yeah. I didn't yeah. read it. And we do a Charleston uh, uh Boil, you know, we do a shrimp boil, mm-hmm. uh, Charleston style, like where I'm I don't from. know what Charleston style boil is. Uh, yeah, you know, it's corn and sausage and uh, shrimp that sounds and potatoes. Like New sounds it's, like a New England boil. Uh, is it the same know, those thing? Yankees, I don't know if oh, they, right. if they Well, if you're down from Canada. They're from Canada. They do it up there. Uh, but there's with also. Poutine. They do it with poutine. All, I mean, it's it, the $79 <laughs> ticket is it's not only all you can eat, but it's beer and wine and spirits. It's the whole deal. Yeah. Just you just you come know, in and pay Drink responsibly. Please, right. everyone drink right. Everybody should uh, drink take a responsibly service. and call Uber. Take a service. Um, um, and then you've got entertainment too. What's going on there? Oh, DJ will be there. Trust me, they usually end up uh, dancing half the way, I uh, bet. half the way, and everybody has a good time. Uh-huh. Bobby Dawson will be there. He's a great guy. Excellent. All right. All right, let's just, we have one minute. Let's just talk a little bit about the mac and cheese fest, because full disclosure, <laughs> I did book all the chefs who are going to be there, but it's going to a be... shameless self-promotion Cheesy. There. So t- what is a mac cheese. and cheese? Yes. Explain what it's going uh, to be. This will be, and I know there was there have been some that have been canceled and things like that. And This is a different group. Yeah, totally different people. Yes, we won't, um, we won't slam we that person. A, uh, this will be, you come in, there are be about 30 20 to 30 food trucks, mm-hmm. and they will all have at least one dish that is macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. oriented. And then on top of that, we have the chef's corner. So we will have the chef's corner, and we treat that a lot like our Shrine of Swine at our Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. Shrine of Swine. Uh, they come in every hour. We have a new macaroni and cheese dish there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, every ticket gets to f- all you care to taste alcohol, and then you buy your mac and cheese if you wanted a VIP 
uh, ticket. You can get a few tickets for things, or you can just buy them a la carte. It's great. All right. right. Well, we've got to let you go, but tell everybody how they get their tickets for the Oyster Fest. Tickets for Oyster Fest are on drinkeatrelax.com. Uh, to find out about the Oyster Fest, go to DC Oyster Festival. Dot com. And of course, you can always go to the listar you want it dot com because it's all there. Yes. All right. Now yeah. get out of here, but leave the shrimp. I'm okay. Leave, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Let's go back to Sylvia and Matt. This drink was delicious. Or is. Thank you. Nice. Because right, he hasn't finished it yet, but we're working <laughs> on it. I'm, I'm working about it. So, w- one thing we didn't really talk about are there trainers out there? I mean, if I really want to come out and pursue a wellness regimen, um, do I get trainers at St. James? Yes. Yes. Yes, you do. So we do have uh, personal trainers at the St. James. And okay, so let's talk because um, they don't. Well, I want to talk more about with Vim and Victor I than they are with, with St. James, and, Victor, and like we didn't bring in somebody from St. James. Vim so and sh- Victor is inside St. James. So I know. My, the next question, if my wife would let me do it, was: Does that carry over to the restaurant? Where can I can I sort of craft my own wellness food regimen there too? Yes, we do actually have a meal plan that you can purchase there, so you can do uh, chicken skewers. Like in college. Um, maybe a little bit more healthier than college. Um, so we do have our chicken skewers again, our grilled shrimp skewers. We have other proteins as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have your option of your starch and your veggie uh, too. But it, how were the were the meals sort of arranged to be like for people on different diets or stuff like that? Or it's just a fabulous restaurant at at the St. James. So we have both. So then we offer the meal plans. Again, they are weighed out, so they are portioned. Mm-hmm. And then for the dining portion, it is, like you said, a fabulous right. just dining area. Okay. And Matt, let's talk about the cocktail program. How did you go about creating cocktails? Because you have a lot of things to take into consideration given the concept you're in. Well, we want to stick with natural fruit juices, like mm-hmm. lemon juice, lime juice. Then we make our own house-made like ginger syrup, simple syrup, mm-hmm. anything to incorporate with the liquor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to basically test out every liquor. We have something with vodka, something with gin, tequila, rum. Sounds very healthy. So basically, to me. something that can't hurt, right? Just yeah, a something little. That, something that'll go with everybody. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Exactly. All right. So what are you making next? So right now we're going to make the hoop head. It's basically a burger. The what, a what? The hoop it's head. called a hoop head. Is that basketball? basketball? Okay. Yeah. Basketball. All right. Yeah. I caught up. It's basketball inspired. Um, uh-huh. This is Trust basically me, she a no spit here. Trust <laughs> me. It's a bourbon smash. I think I know more here. than he thinks I know. Yeah, I doubt it. But, okay, okay, go ahead. But yeah, it's a bourbon smash. Um, mm-hmm. You can use any whiskey for this, but for this one, we're going to use our house bourbon. And um, so it has uh, lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, ginger syrup, and also basil. Mm. So, so I, I want to see video on somebody drinking bourbon and then going out to do slam a jam. <laughs> right. Okay. You should do that after you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thanks right, so you much. You do that. So let's talk to the Cafe Liberté boys. Uh, first of all, we've known Hakan for a million a years, time. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All yeah. right. And Chef Jared, I just met, but the, we've got a really interesting story. First, why don't we just kind of introduce your your empire? Yeah, so let's talk about sort of how you got into the restaurant industry and just where we are now with your properties. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, actually, since I came back to, um, since I came to the United States uh, from London, um, where I studied business. So do you have the champagne in your cellar, like Greg says? Um, No, I'm not that lucky about it. You have a suit like that? (laughs) And um, uh, I do have uh, Autumn Taverna, Al Dente. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Mirabel and uh, Brasserie Liberté, 
We have airport projects uh, at Dallas Airport and, you know, uh, soon to be in, at Reagan. And You're like uh, a little Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, different concepts. And uh, um, we... I felt the need uh, for a good brasserie in Georgetown. I think Georgetown is a great market, and uh, brasserie serves uh, a lot of um, different walks of lives. And um, we want to bring a modern-day brasserie to Georgetown. So we are occupying the old Morton Steakhouse space next to Cafe Milano. It's an amazing space. Um, I think so. And we've done a lot of, um, you know, uh, we got it out of space and um, total renovation. And um, it'll be a uh, 6,000 square foot space with 250 seats. Really tiny, really little, little <laughs> space. <laughs> little space. Seats. Yes, right. um, about 170 outside seating and the rest is inside. Well, what's interesting is that really for a long time, Georgetown is has not been known as a restaurant destination. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I mean, you had restaurants there, but nothing that people were going to. And really in the last five years... That's, well, a little bit more. Bourbon Steak opened a while ago, and yeah. that was like one of the destinations. But then you have Fiola Mare, yeah. now you have Cut, now we're going to have Liberté. So, 1789. And, uh, well, and Reverie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really changing the conversation. So when you decided on a brasserie, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? What what did that menu look like to you? Um, I think you know Georgetown is on a uh, comeback, and I think um, um, and you are seeing that with a lot of new concepts, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, brasserie really appeals uh, to um, uh, a lot of uh, palates, and um, and it's a comfort food as well as it can be very sophisticated and high end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to do uh, a brasserie that is moderately priced. And uh, today's... Um, you just said the magic words for my husband. Monetarily priced. <laughs> yes, I think I think that's where, you know, our industry is going through a big changes. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, we are uh, seeing what's going on. The palates are changing. The way the people uh, eat are changing. And then I think, you know, uh, that's where Jared came in to play. Uh, very, you know, enthusiastic, young, new generation chef that uh, knows the old uh, classics but can adapt to the markets. Well, let's... Let Jared jump in. Where do you come from? What's your background? So I was born in New York, but I got my start in the industry in a tiny town called Carrollton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. It was a two-stop sign kind of town, the place you had to go to a farmer to get produce because there simply was no grocery stores Mm -hmm. around. So I was 14 years old the first time I ever ate at a restaurant, and I just knew from that moment I wanted to be a part of it. So did you go to school or you just learned on the I job? I did. I went to school in 2012, but I had four years experience before that. Worked for a fantastic chef out of London. His name was Andrew Thompson. Mm-hmm. Did stints at three Michelin star restaurants all over. And he really took me under his wing. He showed me the classics, but he also had a very open mind and showed me the broader picture of where the industry can go. And so how did you... and Con meat. How did that happen? Um, Keith Bamba, the chef at Mirabelle, actually mm-hmm. worked with him at Alinea, mm-hmm. the three Michelin star yep. in Chicago. We all know what it is. Yep. <laughs> was, was that guy? Trios I mean, originally? dude, we're Foodie and the Beast. I get it. We do know restaurants. Even the Beast knows yeah, that I mean, one. Come on. I mean, even. Well, I didn't know price point. Yeah. It's okay, just, no, that's fair. Fair. No, no, no. He's the cheap one. Yeah. I am not. No. <laughs> Trust me, there's nothing cheap about her. That's yep. correct. So. I worked with Keith, fantastic chef over at Mirabelle, and he called me up and told me about Hakan and told me about this really exciting project. And mm. I 
flew up, and two days later, we were shaking hands and moving forward. Well, so, uh, and you've laid out, I wish we, we had uh, a camera on this, you've laid out a bunch of yummy-looking food, but you're a bread freak, obviously. So I why don't we a talk a little freak. bit about that and how your starter travels in your suitcase? Well, you know, I grew up, again, with mother making bread every day for dinner. Mm-hmm. And so... It became just a normal part of my life. But this dough here is actually a sourdough. Okay. And what a lot of people don't know is that for the starter for a sourdough, you actually have to feed it every day. You nurture it over years and years and years Mm -hmm. to develop the flavor. Sounds like a dog. It is like a dog. The difference is this isn't wagging its tail when you come home. What do you feed it? It doesn't bite you. Um, Flour and water. And it's the natural yeast and the flour. But the really cool part about this and why I'm so excited with it mm-hmm. is it's traveled through my whole career with me. So the natural yeast that are in the air in Chicago and Spain and London. It's taking it's all, all those flavors. Exactly. So this sourdough starter will be like no other in the world. But executing a bread program for a restaurant of that size is not an easy task. We've got a dedicated team of four people solely to produce the bread inside wow. of the so I was restaurant. going to say that's why you make the big bucks, but okay. 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 So do you, how many breads do you think will, like, will you do a rotating uh, sampling of breads? How do, how do you see it being executed? So we're just going to kind of, wow, I just got another drink here. Um, I we're know. Just this gonna is my judge Sunday morning every Sunday. Yeah, that's, right. that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to judge the market, kind of see what people like. This being a sourdough, some people might want more traditional French baguette at a brasserie. Mm-hmm. So we're, we've made it very clear through this process, we're inclusive to everything Georgetown wants. We are there to be exactly what it is that they want from us. You know, so those are some demanding people. I would be careful with saying They are, that. but they're fantastic people. I actually live in Georgetown. Oh, okay. When I moved here, I decided I better live where I'm working. That was super smart. Get yep. to know your community. And it's, it is a fantastic So um, we have a minute before we take a quick commercial break. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the menu development. Uh, we wanted to keep it very homey, very comforting. Okay. Um, we went with a separate lunch, brunch, and dinner menu. So they're all going to feature different items. We do have our staples across the board, steak frites, beef bourguignon, things like that that you would find traditionally. Classically French. Exactly. But we also have at lunch a bourguignon sandwich like in front of you. Look mm-hmm. at we have a brunch item, our quiche Lorraine, very classic quiche, but mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, we're really excited about all of it. Well, you're making the claim the beast is going to take a piece of it, and we'll see. And on that note, we're going to take— Okay, go ahead. Hurry. I'm going to give you—I've got to get a little in my mouth. Okay. So the big Mm, difference on this quiche is exactly the creaminess of Mm -hmm. it. Very little egg. It's almost a set custard Mm -hmm. versus being an egg dish. This is good. And it makes it very light, very refreshing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the food and the wine program as well. Mm -hmm. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. New restaurants are coming to Georgetown. We'll be back in just a sec. Well, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're talking Brasserie Liberté. Is it cafe or brasserie? Brasserie. I I I was right. It's nice to be right. Um, so how did you both work together to uh, decide the menu concept? And then I know you're going to have a really good wine program and cocktail program. How did you all put that together as well? I think um, uh, with the menu, um, we really wanted to stick to the classics. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. um, Jared's um, background, uh, obviously, you know, he's worked in three Michelin star restaurants. And um, he knows how to present and uh, um, and uh, do the classics to the uh, to his best uh, abilities. But I think um, what we are seeing uh, um, 
in the tastings that we've been doing, he's been able to put that talent into to the uh, classic French. I, I think he is uh, very creative and uh, um, uh, while sticking to the classics. And um, uh, the menu needs to be approachable to everyone. I mean, Georgetown has a lot of residential tourists and uh, student population and the parents that do come to Georgetown or DC to visit their kids. We want to be approachable to all. And I think um, um, our we are targeting to have $25 average entrees at nights. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think the industry is going towards more uh, value and um, and uh, you know that's that's the market. All right. Excellent. Tell everybody where they can yeah, find I you, please. Sure yes. You tell them. Don't tell them your address. Tell them where. Who's your next door neighbor? Mm -hmm. Well, we are next to Cafe Milano, <laughs> old uh, Morton Steakhouse space, and right. uh, um, so with parking right, right across the street. All right. We'll Excellent. Be, we'll be there when the doors open, Thank man. This oh wait. Is good food. So opening day. October fifteenth is the target. That's the target date. You know, could be you know a week later or okay. earlier, but um, we'll that's keep the everybody posted. All right. Thank you both. Thank you very so much. Great. Thank you. All right. Let's talk to Bart Yablonski about Dawson's because Dawson's Market is a happening place. Dawson's was owned by another company, and mm -hmm. Bart bought the place right about a year ago. Yeah, we're coming up on a year. December. Yeah. We opened in December fifteenth last year. This is a market in in uh, the town Rockville, center in town Rockville, center. and you have made so many changes there. Uh, including getting a liquor license that uh, is pretty versatile. I, I don't know yeah, any, we, other, any other market that does this. Correct. I mean, we, we had the liquor license, um, but we have expanded the bar area. So we are the, actually only the, gro the only grocery store in Montgomery County that serves uh, beer and wine as well as selling it. So you can have a glass of wine while you shop around the store. Do tons of uh, I feel beer like if I events. had a glass of wine while I was walking around Katie the grocery the store, door. I would be spending way more money than yeah. I should. Right. right? That's, a, that's a little bit of the goal there. The situation. Exactly. Right. Um, but no, what's really interesting about Dawson's Market in this era of sort of big box stores and uh, big, you know, Amazon buying Whole Foods, things of that, Dawson's is this sort of oasis of a, I don't want to say high end because, but you carry really good products. Do you right. know what I mean? And right. it's a, a good size store. So how how are you managing doing all that? So I mean, my vision for the store is to be a great experience for everybody mm -hmm. and have great food. So we are an all natural store. So we do have a pretty significant list of standards that we follow. Mm -hmm. um, but in certain areas, we have um, brought in what we are calling community requests. And so these are products that are just top of class product. Maybe there's an ingredient in there. Um, that doesn't meet our standards. So there's a few of these items that are in the store that are just top quality products. And we really want people just to have a great experience. And, and we do lots and lots of events. So we differentiate ourselves. You do ourselves. a tremendous amount of programming mm -hmm. for yeah. a, 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 pardon me calling you a grocery store, but that is in essence what you are. And you do, there's always events going on almost every day. Yeah, it's more Correct. of a, honestly, from my perspective, and, and I, I'm in there a couple of times a month, it's like a community gathering place. You have now you partnered with a, another operation that's combination coffee bar and record shop, and you sell you sell vintage vinyl records. records. Yep, yep, yeah. So we do that. We partner with them. We and we have a little vinyl record section. Uh, we partner with a local um, bookstore. So we actually have a kids children's bookstore. Um, starting to bring in some adult titles as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we really just want people to have a, an overall experience. And we kind of say that we're not a typical grocery store. Um, we have everything a regular grocery store has. We have all these other things well, as well. You're almost like a small town grocery store in a sense because there's so much for the community. It's not just, you know, grab your stuff and get out. Exactly, right. And we and we have a nice community space that we you know has a, is available to people to use for mm -hmm. whatever type of meeting they may want to have. 
What's also interesting is, and I mean, we've talked about this before, is your ability to work with local people, people, craft artisans. Like every time I've been in the store, there's always somebody who is from somewhere like within a 10 mile radius who is either giving out samples, pouring something. You really work. You mean free? Yeah. Which yeah. David yes. likes. David should free. be there every day. That's why I'm there so all the time. You could just eat. Like you would, you I, would, I would it. never need to cook for you that's again. That's right. Well, we do, yeah, we do the second Tuesday of every month, we have Meet the Locals. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we bring in um, 10 to 15 local vendors. For us, 100 miles is what we consider local, but a lot of them, we have a guy down the street who has fantastic microgreens. Um, so a lot of them are way closer than 100, uh, 100 miles. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we do that the second Tuesday of every month, and it's a great way to meet the people that make your food. So, wait, I want to jump okay. in with something, because CBD, which is derived from hemp, but is a great anti-inflammatory, uh, you you really have like committed to it. You can't find a lot of CBD-infused stuff at like... Uh, are you? At, at ca- com- I feel like there's CBD-infused no, stuff everywhere. No, no, no. Go to Whole Foods and try and find it. You can't, it's, but... It's a hugely growing industry. I mean, it's... it's I just okay, got back maybe, to the food Maybe show. that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's... I'm getting bombarded with press releases. Right. It's like yeah. CBD, it's, CBD. But he's everywhere. already committed to it. And it's, it's. I mean, you know, it's not It's not the hemp that gets you high. It's the hemp that, that lowers inflammation and I makes you like feel better. I feel like the hemp that gets you high is right. the and better it's, one. Right. And there is a lot I'm of it out personally. there. Like, you, need, like you, you are high it. now. Uh, <laughs> you have to watch like where it comes from. So, you know, I feel we, like if we, I had a choice. we do a lot of research to make sure that the products we have are, are the top quality products. Because there's a lot of product out there that is not. So what does that mean? Like, if I'm totally confused by this market. So, like, I mean, it's certainly the if it's derived from organic, that's going to definitely be a lot um, better product. Um, hemp as a, it tends to absorb a lot from the soil. So mm-hmm. if you have an organic um, hemp, you're going to definitely have a better product. product. Um, but we look at... Um, where it comes from, if it's if it's basically the grower, the producer is all the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some, something that we look for, um, and then we look for independent research as well to make sure that um, what they say it does and the quantity that's in there, if it's you know twenty milligrams, that it's actually accurate. And so, like, what are the kinds of products that you're carrying, and what are you recommending to your patrons who come in? And do you have somebody there who can help? We do. All we of do. It. So it's it's in our supplements department. Um, we carry it as a supplement. There's also a lot of topical things that are coming out. A lot of bombs, mm-hmm. um, lotions that have it in there. And then there's also food. Um, so there's a lot of teas and drinks. There's um, dry tea. Um, there's bottled teas. There is uh, kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a kombucha you said the on magic tap. Word for Nikki. And we have a kombucha on tap that has CBD in it. Mm-hmm. And and what are people drinking it for? Uh, I and mean, pretty much I mean, I know all why of the I above. Drink I mean, it's anti-inflammatory. It's mm-hmm. good for stress. It's good for um, you know any any kind of inflammation. Typically, is what people are using. You should it for. have a special shelf for people that have new puppies for their stress. <laughs> for the puppy, and, and we and we have a lot of CBD products for pets. Do you really? Yes. Yeah, like what? I, I mean, it's for older pets uh, or pets that are recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's it's a big part are you of the like industry. Because yes? we've got it's a, a huge dog part with a bum leg, and, and and we've got a puppy that probably should smoke a joint. Actually, thank you. But all right, let's make sure everybody knows where Dawson's is and how to find you. In sure. Rockville. So Dawson'sMarket.com is where you can find us, and we have a calendar of events. We are located in Rockville in Rockville Town Square. Plenty of free parking. Okay, but I feel like we missed two things coming up. You have uh, your high holidays menu. Correct. So we we produce menus for all the major holidays throughout the year. So the next one coming up is the Jewish high holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a really nice menu uh, for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. So catering. Um, catering yeah, so on. we do catering. Uh, there'll be product available in the store as well. And then That's we'll transition we to Thanksgiving after that. Right. Yeah. What's this week? Um, you. 
Yeah, right. I, he's like, we should do that. We I was like, what's the sweet stuff? Yeah. I do all the cooking. Give me a break. Okay. Thanks, Bart. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right. All right. So where are they? Well, let's go to Sylvia first. No, 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 no. Yes, because we didn't go to her after Bart and they okay, are on you're wrong, times. but go ahead. Let's go okay, back to Sylvia so Matt, and Matt. Let's just quickly, we're just going to come to you for a drink and then we'll hit you guys up at the end. By so the way, what this are you last making drink next? was awesome. It was. Delish. Thank what are we you. making next? So next, we're going to actually have a special feature. So it's a first taste. It's going to be part of the new uh, wellness beverage cocktail program that we're going to roll out in October, along with our new menu as well. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be called Honey Lavender Uni Blanc. And Uni Blanc is the only grape that Hennessy uses to create their cognac. So we're trying to be more thoughtful with our ingredients. The lavender syrup that we use is actually used in our honey latte as well. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to, again, feature fresh ingredients, key ingredients as well in our cocktails. Excellent. All right, Sylvia, thanks. All right. All right so Matt, now we've got all that. right, Chanel Turner is back on the show. With and she's Shana. brought in her friend Shayna Webb, and we're talking about Black Women Spirit Makers in an event that you have coming up on the 28th, correct? Yes. At Doc Five. Doc, Doc Five. Five's getting a lot of business. Doc Five is definitely yeah, getting a lot of business. Five should start paying us. Richie should be paying us. <laughs> um, but you know, the, so you've been on before. We've talked about this event before, but I, I think it's a really interesting conversation. Um, distilleries have exploded across the nations as laws have changed and allowed for more and more people to enter uh, that as a business model. Right. But it has been uh, classically more accessible to white men mm -hmm. as opposed to women or black women in general. Um, and yet all of a sudden we are absolutely seeing a wave of people in the African-American community who are heading into distillery beers want I mean all of it yeah so what tell us about like how you came up with this concept and and what's changing out there that is making more people see what's happening so the Bowls festival the premise of this festival is really to highlight minorities in the wine and spirit industry mm -hmm. um as a minority myself I started my vodka back in 2009 and walked into a lot of rooms being the only African-American woman in the room most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Black Wall Street released an article on the top 14 brands you should minority-owned brands you should know about. And uh, we happened to make the list. But the other 13 that were on the list, I had no idea who they were, what they were about, and where they were located. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened was a lot of other minority-owned brands started writing in and said, hey, you forgot about us. And so that list became a very long list. And the young lady sitting next to me, Miss uh, Shana Webb, came up with a great idea saying we should create a platform where we can showcase and highlight minorities in the wine and spirit industries because we don't necessarily know that they exist. Mm -hmm. And that's how the festival was born. When great people come together, they came up with they come up with really good ideas. So when you originally executed this event four years ago, how many people did you have participating? So our first year, we had roughly about 1,400 people. Um, no, 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 Spirit Makers. Oh, well, excuse me. Spirit Makers, we had about 20, about 20 vendors. Um, last year, we had 33 vendors. And how many this year? This year, we'll have roughly about 45 to 50 um, Wine yeah. Spirit vendors. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, is and amazing. where is everybody coming from? It's so amazing because the majority of our vendors are coming from all over. We have people coming from Ohio. We have people coming from Minnesota. We have people coming from Texas, um, Georgia. Uh, we have a few local um, local brands, but the majority of them are actually traveling from California and all these other markets that I mentioned to mm -hmm. the D.C. area to showcase their brands. And when they're showcasing their brands, it's not just a chance for people to taste 
and hear their stories as well, obviously. But are are you trying to help them also like break into markets? Most like- definitely. I mean, this platform is really to one give these brands an opportunity to showcase their brands, not to only the patrons that are attending the festival, but the the decision makers in the food and beverage industry. So mm-hmm. we have an hour called the Industry Hour. That's the first hour of the event where we invite out those who's who's in the um, food and beverage industry that make decisions on what products they carry and things of that nature and allow these <clears throat> brands the opportunity to showcase their brands to those individuals, try to uh, get distribution in this market mm-hmm. um, and things of that nature. So that it's not be. just about, yeah, it's not just about the people um, attending the festival to taste the products. They can also purchase the products, but it's also about um, definitely getting these brands distribution in the D.C., Maryland um, market if they so choose to be in it. Excellent. All right, we have to take a commercial break. When we come back... These darn commercials. I know. Well, somebody has to pay for it. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into a little more. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. Where are your spirits from? We're going to find out more when we come back. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to Chanel and Shana, I just want to thank the folks that make this show possible, our sponsors, the people at ProFish, simply the best sustainable seafood anywhere east of the Mississippi, Mm -hmm. Ivy City Smokehouse, where they turn that seafood into good food, Uh, Meat Crafters and Central Farm Markets, thanks for supporting the show. Mm -hmm. So you guys, how do you, I mean, so you you have your list of, of resources what do you do to reach out to the resources that you want these folks to network with, the you know the, the, the distributors and the large chains and all of that? So being a distributor myself, because I'm also a distributor as well as a brand owner, um, I have a lot of relationships with existing distributors as well. So I try, if I can't uh, distribute a particular brand, I try to give the business to other distributor um, resources that I'm familiar with and have relationships with. So we invite them You're out. You're a conglomerate. Wait, so yeah. let me ask you a question. I think people are very... Um, Confused when it comes to spirits and wine and beer as how it works with importer exporters distributors like what's give can you give us like a quick like this is how it works okay so it's a three tier system for the most part right Mm -hmm. you have your brand owners that make the product you have the wholesalers that have the license to sell to the retailers and then you have the retailers that sell to the consumers Mm -hmm. so that's the three tiers. Um, for the most part, in the wine and spirit industry. Um, liquor has a lot more red tape than wine, obviously. Wine, um, you know, you can do a pop-up shop and sell a bottle of wine. Liquor, it, not so much. So, right. um, But that's that's the three tiers. And, and if you're in any of those tiers, you have to have the proper licensure to sell to the next tier, obviously. Mm-hmm. So as a wholesaler, I can only sell to a retailer. I can never come in and sell to individuals because sure. I do not have that license. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's how it works. That's and then how it works. you have your own product. Yes, I do. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so the Foudre Vodka, um, mm-hmm. we've been on the market since 2013. Um, I know, the bottle, bottle is crazy. phenomenal. We are a pomegranate-infused vodka, um, all natural, no artificial flavors or sweeteners. That sounds very healthy. So we I'm like to consider starting ourselves... starting to think that maybe there's a natural working relationship here between the healthy people who are pouring drinks and the person talking to me I who was has a pomegranate drink. If you want to get out of here alive. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> I was thinking the same. No, we consider ourselves the better choice spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is the distillation process that our product goes through is a patented process called the TerraPure process. And what that process does, it, it removes all the free radicals and impurities that traditional distilling leaves behind. So our distillery uses a technology uh, where most people are still using the antiquated traditional ways of distilling spirits. Um, so like I said, all natural, no artificial flavors or sweeteners. It is a kosher certified product and gluten-free as well. So how... 
how is pomegranate introduced into it? So our so our product is infused with four fruits and one root, as we like to say. Pomegranate is the dominant fruit. Mm-hmm. The other three fruits in it would be your lychee or lychee, depending mm-hmm. on how you say it. Um, kiwi, lime, and then the root would be ginger. So this is something that you can really just pour over ice. This is a what we consider a sipping vodka. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it is 80 proof, but yet still very smooth, um, very light on the palate. Um, you pour it over ice or even um, at room temperature and just sip it. Okay. And the yeah. bottle is spectacular. The, the packaging did you design is... the bottle? Yes, I did. I came up with the concept. That's really cool. Um, and so Foudre is a play on the French word for lightning. Mm-hmm. Hence the bottle is, Looks a, like a is a lightning, lightning. Bottle, so. Very cool. I only know how to I think say it would look really good toilet, on a bar. So. I'm just saying. I think it would stand out on a bar. It's just, you know. It definitely does. All right. right let's do it real quick. <laughs> Tell us uh, about the event, how to get tickets. All right. So the event is September 28th at Doc 5. Tickets are on sale, but selling out fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can how get... many people can come? So roughly, we're at ticket sales. We're about 1,900 tickets right now. Mm-hmm. We're expecting anywhere on the upwards of 2,600 people. Oh, my God. That's okay. going to be a zoo. Um, you and can get how tickets. does it work? Like like how we talked about Greg's earlier. You yes. get tickets and you just walk around and drink? Is there yes. any so, food there? So we have general admission tickets and VIP tickets. Uh, general admission allows you um, access to all the wine and spirit and food vendors, free samples until obviously the samples run out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have VIP tickets that give you everything that general gets, but you have a VIP lounge. Um, you get catered food. It's a full bar back there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have live entertainment this year. Um, we have an outdoor cigar lounge and um, uh, vintage uh, uh, cigar lounge and live cooking demonstration. Right, how do, real fast, how do I get tickets? Blackownedspiritsfestival.com is where. Or the list? Are you on it? Dot com. Another shameless plug. I mean, I'm just saying. Another shameless plug. I don't think it's shameless. I think that it's there. That's what it is. I mean, that's right. Say goodnight. She says, and don't forget the list. Are you on it? Dot com. All right. So let's go back to, my goodness, to Sylvia and Matt. Um, uh, First of all, the last drink was stunning. I got a question. Where does the name St. James come from? Any idea? Oh, I got blank looks over okay. there. Okay, how about Vim All and Victor? Right. Let's All try right. there. All right, and Vim and Victor, what's that got to do with with our, our friend, the chef? Mm-hmm. So Chef Spike, this is one of his uh, branded, I would say, restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do have, um, you know, Chef Spike, his Beyond Burger. Actually, we do feature that on the menu as well. And, um, you know, we just want to showcase his talents and his creativity. He's a good man. He is. He's a good man. So can we talk a little bit about the food offerings that you have? Because we really haven't hit that very much. And then, Matt, I'd love to know how you work with Chef to create your program. So the food offerings there, again, we do at Vim and Victor. We try to offer our healthy-ish food items, but then we also have items where, hey, you know, you had a really great workout. And again, we have the Beyond Burger that they can do to kind of balance out the healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. along with very thoughtful cocktails. So with the new cocktails rolling out. Well, Spike um, did just open up the PL, yes, uh, PLNT, the right. Yes, in the Silver fast, Spring. Yep, the fast casual yep. concept. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we definitely want to play on that. And then we want to make sure, again, our cocktails, they are thoughtful. They are using ingredients that are used not only in our food items, uh, but along with our smoothies, our lattes, and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that way we are incorporating and being having almost little waste. So we do have an idea with a cocktail to feature aquafaba, 
which is actually chickpea, chickpea juice. Liquid, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So someone who is vegan, they may not want the foam from the egg whites, but they can actually get it from the chickpea juice. And we do have a chickpea salad that is delicious. Oh, great. So waste not, want not. Yes. Excellent. And Matt, let's talk a little bit. We have like a minute. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit how you worked uh, with Chef to make that uh, your cocktail program come into existence. So I let them do the come up with the food first, and then we find something to pair with it. We go from either wine or beer to, to a specialty cocktail. We have a, a wide variety of wine, not only like the California wine, but we also have Chilean wine and other Spanish wines as well. And then we have a, a plethora of, of alcohol here. So we have your normal spirits, and we have some, some higher-end tequila, higher-end like premium beverages to also complement whatever food that you want to mix with. Excellent. All right, great guys. Thank Matt you so much. Matt is clearly much. an intellectual. You're the first mixologist on this show ever to use the word plethora. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You win. All right. Well, everybody, unfortunately, we've got to wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Everything you heard about on the show today, you can find information about Guess Where in the list, areyouonit.com. Uh, follow Nikki on uh, Instagram, uh, on WTOP. And don't follow me anywhere. I'm not to be followed. Facebook and Twitter as well. We want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. There are fabulous things happening all around the D.C. metro area where we have a fabulous festivals, great new restaurants, incredible markets, and, of course, delicious ways to drink as well. Next week's show is going to be equally fabulous. Uh, we'll be getting uh, a new update on Rosh Hashanah offerings from Val Zweig. She does prescription chicken, the delivery chicken soup. And uh, if you haven't heard, there is a new chocolate shop in Bethesda called New House. They'll be in studio as well. And lastly, we'll be doing a flower demo with Holly Simmons. She's going to be doing a uh, Fall Flower Creations, live here in studio. So again, we want to thank you all for joining us today. We want to thank all of our guests in studio for all the delicious food and cocktails. And uh, everybody, please have a delicious week. We're done. That was good. Thank you, guys.